Welcome to Category Visionaries, the show dedicated to exploring exciting visions for the future from the founders who are on the front lines building it. In each episode, we'll speak with a visionary founder who's building a new category or reimagining an existing one. We'll learn about the problem they solve, how their technology works, and unpack their vision for the future. I'm your host, Brett Stapper, CEO of Frontlines Media. Now let's dive right into today's episode. Hey, founders, and thank you for listening. Today, I'm speaking with Dirk Dobler, CEO and founder of Parento, a paid parental leave insurance solution that's raised $4.5 million in funding. Dirk, thanks for chatting with me today. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. Really looking forward to this conversation. Let's kick things off with just a quick summary of who you are and a bit more about your background. Yeah, yeah. Before I founded Parento, I used to run finance and operations for a company called Dame Product. They're a consumer goods vibrator startup. I was one of the first hires there. Helped them from very early pre-product market fit to you know, raising a few million dollars in revenue and profitability. And then before that, ran was in finance and data analytics in both equity research and eventually a helicopter manufacturer. So my career had primarily been mostly in finance and data analytics and operations and not in insurance, which we'll get into. As you were working through those roles, did you have in the back of your mind this idea that you're going to start a company someday or where did that come from? Yeah, early on, when I was an intern in college, I didn't want just a boring old desk job. I wanted to do something different and interesting and certainly get that as a founder. I didn't want to have to like report to someone day in, day out. I wanted to work on problems that I wanted to. And so like, for years, I've been working on different ideas and business plans and thoughts and doing research for a number of things. And I think some of them were pretty good. And then some of them were easier than others. And it was all bloody. Really, when I stumbled upon Parental, I really decided this is the one, both based on the business plan and the social good that we were going to be able to pursue. When it comes to inspirations for you, who would you say is the most inspirational founder that comes to mind? I don't know if I have an inspirational founder. I focus so much on what I'm trying to build and trying to do that I don't pay nearly as much attention as to what's going on out there as I probably should. I think a lot of founders do. Um, and I think there are a lot of stories out there too where some of these Founders kind of live to see themselves become the villain, as has been said, and eventually kind of like, oh, no, they shouldn't be so into them. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I think we're seeing that story arc play out a lot over the last year or two. So makes perfect sense to me. What about books? And the way we like to frame this, we got this from an author named Ryan Holiday. He calls them quick books. So a quick book is a book that like rocks you to your core, really influences how you think about the world and how you approach life. Do any quick books come to mind? Yeah, I would say the Cedar sound really kind of odd, but like Cedar Choose by Milton Friedman. I read that years ago and that really changed my perspective and ultimately drove me to get really into economics and major economics and then pursue finance. But that book is probably one of the more influential books in my life. Nice. I haven't read that yet, but I'll, uh, I'll add it to the Amazon card here after the interview. Let's switch gears now. Let's dive a bit deeper into Parento. So I think it's probably pretty clear from uh, how I introduced it, what you do, but let's expand on that a bit more. What problem does Parento solve? Yeah, we make it easier and more affordable for companies to invest in gender-neutral paid parental leave. So to offer paid maternity and paternity leave to any and all employees, whether they're adopting, fostering, or welcoming a child through birth, and then making sure that if you're paying an employee not to work for a certain period of time, that that employee actually returns to work and returns full time. Take us back to the early days. What was about this problem that made you say, yep, that's it. I'm going to go build a company around this. Yeah. So I would do a lot of work research, talking to a lot of finance leaders to understand how would they budget for paid parental leave. And 
The answer is really that they weren't because most companies, as I think we're all probably aware, don't offer any paid maternity or paternity leave. So they weren't doing anything. But as I dived into it, it was really a problem for finance more than HR. Because HR generally understands why they should offer paid parental leave, but they can't convince finance. And finance is oftentimes reluctant based on the fact that one, they don't know how many people are going to take leave in any given year. So what is it actually going to cost? But then two, if you're paying an employee not to work for three months, what's the ROI? Where's the value there? And as I dove into this problem, I discovered there's a very clear ROI on offering paid parental leave because today about a third of women will quit their jobs if they have a kid if they don't have access to paid parental leave. And many of them will stay out of work for about five years or more. And you lose a significant portion of talent to something that pretty much is going to happen year in, year out. 90% of Americans have or want kids and companies aren't properly solving for this. And ultimately it came down to the fact that there's finance as a holdup. And so for me, this is a financial problem that needs a financial solution. That HR needs someone that can help them speak to finance and tell them, hey, it was worth it to invest and not, you know, have an employee take paid parental leave for three months. And here's your ROI. It was really when I discovered that HR was struggling to have that conversation and convince finance and like that, I realized, you know, this is something I shouldn't be solving. It's a huge social good. Paid parental leave has huge benefits for both men and women, but also the company. And my background being in finance means that we're able to understand each company individually, help them build the business case, help them understand their situation in their risk profile, and then convince them to invest in genuine paid parental leave. What are some of the misconceptions that you see from companies when it comes to paid parental leave? Yeah. The first is that they think that suddenly when self paid parental leave, everybody didn't go out and have a kid. <laughs> and then you have other people who are out for months on end. And that's not true. You do see an uptick in birth rates versus historical rates, but you're not going to suddenly see everybody out. And then on top of that, a lot of them think men are going to be taking hundreds of leave, but men traditionally don't take their full leave. They will take more time now than prior generations. But oftentimes they're not going to take their full leave. And then a lot of time people think, hey, if I offer the same leave, they're just going to quit. They're going to have the kids and quit. And the reality is that's not true. People want to stay employed. They need to. And frankly, millennials need to have two incomes these days anyways. But the reason people quit after having a kid is not because they want to, but because usually the company's not supportive enough. They don't have the financial means to get themselves back to work easily in the short period of time the company requires because you need not be able to take that child to daycare before a certain age. So oftentimes parents to go back by like six or eight weeks that's not as too young for newborn to go daycare. And so it's just too challenging for them to actually return if it's not enough leave. So we always tell companies offer longer lengths of leave and offer a higher percent of pay, and you'll actually see higher ROIs. Mm, that's super interesting. Who are you primarily trying to target and speak to then when we just look at website messaging? Is it finance? Is it HR? Or are you trying to speak to both of them? We're generally trying to speak to both of them. So for finance, we need to convince you that paid parental leave is a worthwhile investment in that you need to offer more than just, you know, six or eight weeks, but like 10, 12 weeks at 75 or hundred percent of salary. And then for HR, because it's insurance, we need to convince them that insurance is the best mechanism. If finance gets why you want insurance, you want cost certainty, you want risk mitigation, you want budgetability, which is why you have your health, dental, vision, short-term, long-term disability. But HR doesn't always understand that. And so we need to simplify the financial reasoning for the HR audience when we're talking about the insurance. We spend a lot of time focusing on broader employee experience of our offerings. So well, a lot of wraparound services on top of the insurance that just immediately clicks for HR because most of the time 
we're talking to senior HR leaders and they've been through this experience. And so you can really relate to what we're talking about on a personal level. What about your ICP today? What does that look like? And how do you go about uncovering that ICP and, and finding that ICP? Yeah. So for us, we were going out after small and mid-sized businesses, usually 50 to 250 employees initially. It seemed like a group that would be interested in the programming insurance, but also could move quickly enough. As a startup, we wanted to get companies and clients signed quickly so we can get more information. And what we discovered after doing that and going after groups across industries, like every industry out there, blue collar, white collar, technical, non-technical, discovered that the things that people think about when they're like, oh, what kind of companies are you going after, size or industry or demographic makeup, really aren't that impactful for us. There is a certain overlap, but it's not a strong correlation. What really works for us is not so much what industry is this employer in, but what is their genuine concern around their employees? Are they genuinely investing real dollars in their employees? Do they genuinely care about getting more women or really say that? And do they care about denying initiatives or really say that? And so for us, we look more about sort of the character, the characterization of the employer than we do specifically, are you the right size? Are you the right industry? And so we're talking on discovery calls, we're asking specific questions that kind of tease a lot of that information out about how you approach your human capital and do you care about outcomes or do you just do what you need to do to retain talents and follow the benchmark and you're kind of a laggard around what other people are doing. This show is brought to you by Frontlines Media, a podcast production studio that helps B2B founders launch, manage, and grow their own podcast. Now, if you're a founder, you may be thinking, I don't have time to host a podcast. I've got a company to build. Well, that's exactly what we built our service to do. You show up and host, and we handle literally everything else. To set up a call to discuss launching your own podcast, visit frontlines.io slash podcast. Now, back to today's episode. How have you seen this conversation evolve since launching in 2019 and that conversation specifically you know, around paid parental leave? Yeah, when we first launched, we were heavily focused on the insurance because that was a cheap innovation and no other paid parental leave insurance in the market. You can't buy it for anybody else. We're the only one with it. And my background in finance, like I got it right away, but we were primarily not talking to finance during the sales process initially. We we're primarily talking to HR initially. And the final conversation didn't resonate with them as much. And so what we've had to do is shift their conversation around the fact that insurance enabled your paid parental leave and it does so in a budget-friendly way that finance is going to care about. But what you as HR are going to care about the most is our employee experience. They were simplifying the paperwork and the administration. We're helping them file for, you know, short-term disability if they're paid, you know, a mom getting parental leave or if they have a paid family policy in a certain state. And then we're providing emotional support, parenting advice, work-life integration help to any and all employees, but proactively when they're having kids. And as I mentioned, these are mostly HR leaders are more senior, they're more likely to have kids and frankly, statistically, they're more likely to be moms. And so we've shifted our focus more to talking about the overall employee experience and lean it back to probably the bad experience that that HR leader had when they were welcoming their kids. So we can avoid that situation for current future parents with our program. What about your market category? How do you think about your market category? Yeah, well, I think uh, really we think of how you know, any kind of company out there would be interested in our type of program. And we view ourselves as sort of the cusp of both insurance and like an EAP type program or an employee experience type program. I mean, you look at the landscape for total awards, most insurances are just purely insurance. You file a piece of paper and that's it. And you get a chapter nine, it depends on your approved. There's not a lot else out there. 
Whereas for us, we have that piece with the insurance file claim, get some money to prove, but we also have these resources that are critical to the experience that we're proactively engaging companies with to make sure that they have easy access to all these services. So it's well beyond what you would typically see with an insurance carrier. And so for us, we're kind of creating this new category where we're like a standing of a whole holistic program that enables you to easily budget for something and make sure that we have a good experience, which is kind of counter to the entire insurance industry, regardless of type of insurance. People hate insurance companies, right? But we have a 95 NPS score. People love our program. And it's because we have these wraparound services that take us beyond just an insurance offering. Makes a lot of sense. And, and like you said, that's that's very impressive. I don't think I've ever heard a human say, oh man, I love my insurance company. That's not a very common thing at least. So it's looking at amazing work there. Yep. What about growth and adoption? Are there any numbers that you can share today? Yeah, yeah. We have really great numbers around adoption of our program. We, we do that as both one, our companies purchasing this, but then ultimately are the employees using it. And our guiding star is the employee. We're selling to the company, they pay 100% like cost. But for us, the way we stay with companies is whether or not employees are using the program and they've given us good feedback. And we see over two thirds of parents who are having a kid using our support program, which is huge. And then when they do, they're using about 13 hours of support on average. And on top of that, when they do that, they go back to work and tell their coworkers about our program. So we see pretty high adoption rates internally. About 10% of all full-time employees at our clients end up using our program in some form. Whether they're talking to one of our parent coaches, or they're taking paid parental leave and we administrate the paperwork help. So we have very high adoption rates within sort of the overall category of what we're doing. And we're really proud of that. And because we're clearly showing that we add so much value to these employees' lives. What do you think you're getting right? How are you rising above all of that noise that's out there today? Yeah, for us, we really like tapping to the broader zeitgeist around paid parental leave. This is such a hot topic generally. Either going to be a federal policy or not, has been a topic we've for a while. Probably not going to have one for a long time. And then on top of that, the general family-friendly sort of discussion and the benefits and rewards landscape post and wanting flexible work and all of that. And so... There's nothing more family friendly than offering someone paid parental leave and support because you're really giving them the ability to create a family or build their family. And then you're giving them the resources to prove that you want them to do that and care about them by providing that additional support system to them. And so that's really what we're seeing is we're tapping into site-based on parental leave. The fact that family-friendly policies are huge, and this is an easy signaling device for companies to prove to people and especially millennials who care about family-friendly businesses, that they are genuinely family-friendly. Makes a lot of sense. As I mentioned in the intro, you've raised $4.5 million to date. What have you learned about fundraising throughout this journey? Uh, it sucks and is the worst thing you can encounter to do. Easily my, the least enjoyable part in many cases. And you have good investors that you're dealing with, it's great, but it's, it's a slog and it's very difficult. And it's very important that companies stay sort of on the, the trend that they're going and that founders stay disciplined around what they're looking to do because investors are going to give you so much advice and almost all of it is garbage. And especially if it's coming from a fund who doesn't necessarily stand the category you're building or your clients or customers in any way, it's very easy to be pulled into a direction that investor would want to see just because you feel like maybe it'll close this round or a feature round, but it's not the right thing for the business. 
And the investors are always telling you not to like build your product around what one enterprise company wants. I think it's the same thing. Don't go too far down the line of like what one random investor wants, even if they're a good investor. Because they probably don't really know your business or your category. So be very methodical about what advice you implement when it comes to what investors are saying to you. Let's imagine you were starting the company again today from scratch. What would be the number one piece of advice you'd give? So insurance is a slog to get to market. The average insurance policy takes like 18 to 24 months to launch. And so not something you can just turn on within a couple of days or weeks and test out. And you really need to like know what you're building. I would say for now, for me, I would say be patient and don't worry about it. You know, the idea of starting this business and having no income for a long time was a very big concern and stressor for me, but it worked out. People love the program. And just a matter of like, be patient, let the results come in and don't try to rush anything. Final question for you before we wrap. Let's zoom out three to five years into the future. What's the big picture vision that you're building here? Yeah, we are looking to be the go-to provider for companies to support not just working parents, but working families. Or they come to us because they want to maintain those working parents, but also their caregivers. How do they offer paid parental and single leave in a budget-friendly way? And how do we support them from the emotional side, the logistical side? How do we make sure that we return them back to work full time? So we were building out a suite of products, built atop this financial program of the insurance, because that's the biggest differentiator of our program. That's what companies really need and drives the most ROI. Now we're layering all these additional support services to go beyond just the one thing. And that we're that one-stop shop for companies, regardless of specific need for one employee, where they can provide universal support and leave to anyone who needs it. Amazing. I love the vision and I really enjoyed this conversation. We are up on time, so we're going to have to wrap here. Before we do, if there's any founders that are listening in and just want to follow along with you from a company building perspective, where should they go? Yeah, they can check us out. Usually LinkedIn is probably the best place to find us. So they go to our LinkedIn page and just search for Parento. That's pairing with an O at the end. Awesome. Dirk, thank you so much for taking the time to chat. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks, All right, keep in touch. This episode of Category Visionaries is brought to you by Frontlines Media, Silicon Valley's leading podcast production studio. If you're a B2B founder looking for help launching and growing your own podcast, visit frontlines.io slash podcast. And for the latest episode, search for Category Visionaries on your podcast platform of choice. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode. 